0: Mike Mills with uh, Verity Mortgage here today again. Uh, This is my great friend Tiffany Williams Um, She is with Fair, Texas title here in Mansfield, Texas and um, In this, you know series of interviews or whatever you want to call it um, I always like to start with uh, people that I know that are fantastic at what they do and um, I find interesting and Tiffany's one of these people that um, her and I actually talk on the phone quite a bit um, and it's not always about real estate related stuff. <laughs> we have uh, many conversations about many things. And I was telling her actually when we were starting this out today that um, I was very uh, disappointed in myself because I wore my Chris Stapleton concert shirt today, which um, I should have been more uh, proactive and made sure that I had my Guns N' Roses or my Red Hot Chili pepper shirt for her because Uh, this isn't really her cup of tea.
1: I don't even know a Chris Stapleton song.
0: (laughs) So she's much more, um, hard rock. I know, you know, looking at her just from here, she's (laughs) dressed so professionally today. You don't see this, but 90% of the emojis that I get from her when we text each other is the, you know, the horn sign that she sends over. So, so thank you very much for sitting with me today. I really appreciate it. Um, this particular episode is going to be geared towards some of our uh, real estate partners. Simply because um, I wanted to sit down with somebody in the title business to get just a better feel on, you know, what they do. I mean, we know, but you know, at the end of the day, a lot of times I think title companies kind of get lost in the shuffle for what their role, what role they play in a real estate transaction, whether it be a refinance or a purchase, or sometimes just transferring deeds for for individual buyers once they own homes. You know, whatever the case may be. So. Tiffany is way smarter at this stuff than I am. So it's much better to hear it coming from the horse's mouth than it is for me trying to explain something like that. So that's why I had her join us today. But, um, just like every other time, uh, my intent is always first, I want to find out a little bit about you. Now, again, I've known Tiffany a long time. She's fantastic. She does all of my refinance deals, which she's great at. And so I actually know her pretty well. But for anybody that's you know the seven or eight people that are watching this, uh, we want to make sure that they have a pretty good a sense of who you are because generally speaking, people like to do business with people they know.
1: Exactly. Right. Yep.
0: So, um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Where where you grew up? How you got to Mansfield? Um, how you got into the title business? All that kind of fun stuff.
1: Okay. Well, Tiffany Williams, Fair Texas Title. Um, I have been in the Mansfield area my whole entire life. Um, my family is from Mansfield. Um, so there was a long line of us that grew up and graduated. Um, I actually was the, uh, the last class to walk down the old Mansfield high
0: school. Oh, uh-huh. okay. so, so you're really old is what you're telling us. Not. Well,
1: rude. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah.
0: Yes. So, so Mansfield high school is where you graduated?
1: Right, uh-huh. okay. Mansfield high school is where I graduated, uh, class of 2000. Okay. And then, well, um, I'm older
0: than you, man, so well, I'm
1: yeah, that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, um, Stayed local, um, went to, um, Tarrant County College and then, um, came, stayed in the area and I've been living in, back in Mansfield. I've kind of been back and forth between Arlington and Mansfield, but in the Mansfield area my whole entire life. Okay. Born, born in Arlington.
0: Yeah. And where'd you meet your husband?
1: Uh, at a restaurant locally off Cooper street named El Arroyo. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. We bartended together. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Okay.
0: That's how Susan and I met. We met uh-huh. the same way. We were bart- Well, I was bartending. And she was waiting tables at a restaurant. Uh-huh. Okay. Cool. Yep. And you have a little girl.
1: I have one daughter. She's just turned eight.
0: Yes. Lily. And um, I believe you just got back from Disney World. I
1: did get back from Disney World. I'm very tired right (laughs) now.
0: (laughs) So tell us about that. How was that?
1: Um, it was, uh, everybody in the whole entire world was there okay. when I was there. <laughs> so um, COVID
0: wasn't slowing anybody down.
1: I, nobody cared about COVID no,
0: there. No. no. Okay. No. Well, it is Florida. <laughs>
1: um, you also will walk at least 39 miles a day. Okay. Um, your feet will hate you. Yes. Um, but what's nice about it is that you eat all the stuff and you don't gain any weight.
0: Cause, just Cause you just walk all the time. Cause you just walk all the time. So if anybody that is planning on going to Disney and you had maybe two or three things that you would say, make sure you do this mm-hmm. or make sure you don't do this. What would you, what'd you think?
1: Make sure you do not go on a Thanksgiving holiday.
0: Okay. Stay away from holidays. Stay away
1: from holidays. And, um, what to do? Well, it just really depends on if you have a girl or a boy or, yeah. um, I would say definitely go to animal kingdom. Definitely ride the tower of terror. That was my favorite thing ever. Okay. Uh huh. Now
0: that was the one. That's the one where you sit inside the box and they get the screen on the front. Is no, that
1: right? it's the one where you go up into the escalator. Right. And then it drops you.
0: Right, right. So, uh-huh. but you're okay. like in an elevator box uh-huh. and they've got the screen, uh-huh. so it looks like you're going. And you're the in the
1: twilight floor. zone. Right. Yes, it's the twilight zone, yeah. and so they just continuously drop you over and over.
0: Yes, we we rode that um, when we went long, long time ago. And funny part of that that was is you know um, Tower of Terror, my son. Troy, I think he was like six maybe Uh at the time, uh and Katie Jane was probably seven or eight years old, and we were walking up to the building, and Susie's like, I don't think we should do this. I'm (laughs) like, no, it's gonna be fine, like, no problem. I'm like, let's do this, let's go inside, Let's look at it, uh-huh. you know, see what the ride uh-huh. looks like. And uh-huh. If it doesn't look too bad, then we'll be fine. Uh-huh. And so we go in there and, you know, I see people standing in line and they open a door. So you can kind of see into the thing. I'm uh-huh. like, it looks like a movie theater chair. It didn't <laughs> even have like one of those big no. things that you pull over the top. I'm like, it's not going to be that bad. Yeah. Well, my daughter was still terrified. She wasn't going to go. But Troy, cause he's like, yeah, dad, let's do it. So he decides he's going to go with me. And then um, we get in there and I realized about, Eh, Maybe about three or four minutes into it, that probably made a bad decision. Um, And uh, the hilarity of, you know, I'm there. Obviously, I have my five or six year old son. He's Uh literally the youngest kid anywhere close to being in that room. And we're going up and down and up and down. He's freaking out. And of course, the ride's over with. I open the door. He comes walking out. He's just like crying. Oh "Oh my God. Yes. And she's like, I told you. I told you. And I'm like, oh my (laughs) gosh. So, um, so I enjoyed that ride a lot, yeah. but. Um, it was
1: my favorite ride.
0: Yeah, probably shouldn't take in the
1: a I noticed that the simulated rides make me feel sick.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, just cause what, with all the. No, screens. no,
1: something about the 3D and stuff. And so if I stick to the old school roller coasters, right. I don't puke.
0: How'd you do in the Harry Potter ride?
1: I wanted to puke. Really? Yeah.
0: Even though you were moving around on the arm mm-hmm. and the whole deal, mm-hmm. just the fact that you were mm-hmm. on the screen.
1: I noticed it when you were on the third, when he was doing the, the quidditch. Yeah. Um, race. Yeah. At, got me.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You didn't throw up on anybody that did. No, you, I
1: you did move not move throw away. up on anybody. <laughs> um, but it was, I'm getting old.
0: But you, you did, did not, well, you did not get to go to Epcot, I which did not go is unfortunate Ep- as an adult. If you've never been to Disney world and you plan on going, go to Epcot as an adult because you get to drink. And eat all the way around the park. I which, see, we're
1: stupid. I know. Well,
0: I wouldn't say you're dumb. You went there for the kids. Yes, you I see, did. You were, you were unselfish.
1: My child had an amazing time. Yes. And she will never forget it. And That's she right. wants to go again next week. That's right. Well, yes. of course.
0: Yeah, they always want to go forever. They never want to stop moving <laughs> there. So. so, how did you get into Title?
1: Uh, so, um, this was actually a by chance thing. My My mom's next door neighbor. Uh, had a uh, opening for a receptionist position. Okay. and so I did not know a thing about title right and um accepted the position. It's gonna be a temporary job, right they always are. and uh, started the receptionist position, I ended up really, really very interested in the title. Okay. Um, and so stayed in the receptionist position for about three or four years, moved right. up to an assistant, and then uh, was an assistant for several years to two different closers, mm-hmm. and then I've been closing for a little over seven years now.
0: Right. But this is um, your office now?
1: This is my office, correct yes, So uh-huh.
0: we, we went from running the receptionist desk to mm-hmm. running the entire office. Yes.
1: Yes, yes that's so correct. So that's a
0: big jump. I mean, especially, I, I, I always like to point out to people whenever we have conversations like this, that, you know, when you look at individuals, whether you call it motivations or skill sets or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um You know, just because you start off as a receptionist working oh, no. a computer yeah. and a desk and taking appointments or whatever, um, if you have the drive, if you have the intelligence and the wherewithal and the want to, it's not very difficult to move your way up to things, right? No,
1: no, it's not. And I've been in the business a total for about 15 years. Yeah. Um, and no, I, I wanted it really bad though. Yeah. Like I was really interested in everything and I wanted to learn more. And um, I just, it-
0: What had, was it specifically that really kind of sparked your desire to want to do it?
1: You know, what was originally when I first came in, I had never worked with an office full of women before. And I okay. was terrified. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, what? They women hate each other. <laughs>
0: Well, I don't know about that, but, um, I've heard that before. Uh, I'm going to, as a, as a man, I'm going to choose not to comment on that particular subject, but safe. I'll take your word for it. Cause I think you might be right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe.
1: So I walked into this office with these women and I just fell in love with them yeah. and, um, everybody cared about each other so much. And I, it made me want to be, want to stay there. It made me want to do well for them. Um, and then, it just kind of was like you know questions would be asked and things like that and i 'm like yeah, I want to know I want to know more about that or whatever and um, when the position came available to be an assistant, mm-hmm. I mean I was ready so was it was prob-
0: it was really what you're saying kind of is that it was less about the title work itself, like mm-hmm. what you do on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis and way more about the culture and the people that you were surrounded with that made it more appealing, right?
1: It's funny because when I first started, I thought I wanted to go on the marketing side. right? And I thought I wanted to be a marketer and, and do all that stuff. I would be terrible at that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we've talked about that before. That's probably certainly I cannot.
1: It, it, no. God definitely blessed me with that. <laughs> he uh,
0: made sure that you didn't go down the wrong path. No, right? honey,
1: that's wrong for you. Right,
0: right. Well, okay, so um, you've been here in Mansfield now at this office for how long?
1: We've been okay, so we've been in this particular office, it'll be two years in April. Okay, but we were at the other office for two and a half years. Um, just it was like right down right the street, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so in Mansfield as a whole for almost five years, mm-hmm. or, or give or to uh,
1: almost, yeah, about four. Almost okay. four. Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, so these days, you know, I the last five years in the market in general for all of our agents that are watching this and know this has been insane, yes, right? It's yes. been crazy, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, you start when you're when you're really, really busy, you examine, or you don't have time, I should say, to examine every facet of your business. Because right. whether it's you're a lender or an agent or a title company and business is just flying at you like it has been, uh-huh. you don't always have to be the best at everything, right? And- So you have a
1: good team work. Team yes, form. yes. Uh-huh.
0: And so, it, you know, but when things start to slow down and the market starts to shift and you get to times of the year, like right now we're here in December, mm-hmm. Um, or I guess we're not quite in December yet. We're almost there. Yes. Um, then you start kind of setting back and going, okay, like I really need to evaluate the partners I work with who, you know, who I do business with because it impacts your client's perception of the entire process. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. And so, um, one of the things that I always tell agents when I talk to them about picking partners to work with is, um, it's not so much, you know, I think people get lost in, you know, how many times you go to lunch or, you know, what, uh, right. gift basket you gave out that particular day, or, you know, if someone's offering you a bottle of water when you walk in the door, which all that stuff is fine. Right. But at the end of the day, I think it's, it tends to be more important about what, what, what is the person that you're working with? How are they going to execute the, the process? Mm-hmm. And what is their level of communication and interaction with you when you're not working on a deal?
1: Right. Right. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I've always loved about Tiffany is that, um, you know, she doesn't get a loan from us every single month, you know, um, lately maybe a little bit, but, but, uh, typically speaking, it's intermittent. It just depends on how things go. But anytime I need something and anytime I have a question, I don't ever doubt the first person I'm going to call is you, especially when it's related to anything, you know, title related. So, so speak to, or I want you to talk about, you know, when you're looking at, um, title partners and, mm-hmm. or just what you guys do in particular. Like, what are some things that you think that as a company that you guys do really well that sets you above everybody else?
1: My, I'm always going to say this no matter what, anytime this question ever gets answer, asked to me, um, it is communication. Right. I feel like communication is the, just it is the make or break in this business. Right. Um, because, you know, you have... <sighs> You have files and this is a stressful business yes. no matter what anyway. It's an emotional you know? business.
0: People are buying a house. It's oh, a big deal.
1: I've been in my house for five years and you know, they say the average person now moves three to five years. Mm-hmm. I still have PTSD five years later <laughs> from buying and selling. And, and when I'm in closings and people are doing it, I always say, it's everything's going to be okay. And then when it happened to me, right. I was like, I hate this. <laughs> so you can, you, you're more sympathetic to it. Right. Um, but If you just start when there's an issue, if you just start ghosting and start not just not communicating or you know not answering, it makes people really, really wonky. Right. And so um it's the oldest trick in the book. Right. And and it's like we okay, we know you're not answering us because there's an issue. Mm -hmm. You know, let's let's move forward.
0: Well, and I think a lot of times too, I don't know if you know, agents experience this very much. And again, this is something that you guys do great is, you know, most of the business that you get comes from listing agents, yes. right? Somebody lists their house. They typically in Texas get to choose who the title company's gonna be. Correct. Um, that's pretty customary, right? Correct. But um, there's also a whole other side of the transaction which are buyer's agents. Correct. And often, not all the time, but often, your listing agents are a little bit more seasoned most of the time because They've yes. been doing it a while and they've built up a business and get listings. And your some of your buyer agents are a little newer, yes. and they maybe don't have as much experience. Now obviously, you know there's a mix of that. It's not sure. The uh, the oh board. yeah. But just in general, so speak to you a little bit about you know when you when you're communicating with agents and the importance of the buyer and the seller and not leaving the buyer's agent out to twist in the wind and circumstances that come up, which is important while you get in touch with
1: them. You know any. I feel like the the really there's more ins and outs the buyer side mm-hmm. than there is the listing side right. in a transaction because um, there's more steps that are involved as far as depositing earnest money, inspections, appraisals, clear to close, right. pre clear, like all that um, you know getting the CD balance funds stuff right. like that. And so, um, especially if you have a more um, a newer agent, you're going to have to you know be more. Straightforward on the on, on what the process looks like right. um, because they'll sometimes they'll ask questions like, "Hey, did the appraisal come in?" Right. And um, you know, we as a title company don't ever see the appraisal, right. or the listing agent does not see the appraisal, and so you kind of have to help you know coach them with things like that. When I get a contract in, whether it's whoever my directed business is, I'm always my my end goal is how can I get this other agent to not necessarily want to send me business, mm-hmm. but respect our train like respect the office and respect our transaction. Right. And so in order to do that you have to treat them whether it's a five thousand dollar file or a five million dollar file. You have to treat everybody the same way. Yes. And so that's what, you know, I think we do a really good job about that here.
0: Well and that's the goes to the what we were talking about a minute ago about picking partners just in that people that you work with whoever they may be is when you have a question or you have a need because being an agent especially being a new agent is you know i I call it's a low barrier to entry job Mm -hmm. which just basically means you know if you can go take a test and you can pass that test Mm -hmm. and study which by the way all the stuff on the test has nothing to do with your job no or at least Uh -uh. very little Um, But then you're just kind of thrown to the wolves, right? You're just kind of tossed out there and said, okay, you know, Mm -hmm. go figure it out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's great brokerages and great brokers to work for that will, that will help and hold your hand. And, you know, that some people have mentors and all kinds of stuff like that. But, but even in those world, they don't know everything there is to know about every facet of the business. And that's why whether it's a lender or an insurance person or a roofer Mm -hmm. or a title company, you have to have people that aren't just there to service you when you give them business, but are there to service you when you don't have business. Right. right?
1: Correct. Yes. And you know, even though I've been in the business for 15 years, there are still things that stump me all the time, but luckily I'm, I have the, the surroundings around me, like attorneys, examiners, you know, people that I can go to because I don't, claim to know all the answers to everything. Right. But I'm always like, okay, I don't know the answer. Let me get back to you on this.
0: Well, and I think, I think, um, depending on your point of view, I think that that gets lost on people sometimes because my personal opinion, we actually talked about this in a video I did last week was, um, it or is, that I would much rather call somebody and ask them a question. And occasionally they go, you know what? I don't know the answer to that, right. well, let me find out, mm-hmm. right? Because I think so many people want to be right, or right's not the wrong word, the right word. They just, they just want to be there right there to give you an answer. Yeah. it's the easy way.
1: Or do you feel like they say, I don't know, and then they're done?
0: Well, there's, there can be that, but I, more often than not, when I find people that say they don't know, they're, Usually they're going to say, but let me find out. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. now. If someone just says, well, I don't know you have to mm-hmm. call somebody else. Well, okay. Well it's <laughs> a little different, but more often than not, like you, yeah. if I call you and say, Hey, here's a situation. What do you think about this? Then you're going to go, mm, you know what? I don't know. Right. Give, give me 30 minutes or give me an hour or whatever. And I'll call you back. And the great thing about what you do is that you call me back and you give me the answer. And then at that point, I know that it's the right answer. It, infuriates me a lot of times as a lender when I call a title company or have a question for them. And even though, like a lot of times I would call kind of knowing the answer. Yeah, oh, sure, right? you
1: just need some reassurance.
0: I just need a little validation. I do
1: that all the time, Right, I all just need a time. little
0: bit of validation that okay. I was on the right track, uh-huh. right? Not right, but just on the right okay. track. And you'll talk to somebody that'll go, oh no, this, this. And you're like, are you sure? Like, cause I've heard that you can do it this way. And they're like, no, 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 no. no. It's only like this. Oh. Hmm.
1: You know, the one thing that I've learned in title um, and the quicker you learn it, the, the better off you'll be. There's a lot of gray.
0: A lot. There's a yes. lot of gray. Yes. And
1: so just because you did it this way doesn't mean you can't do it that way.
0: No. And, and that's the importance of, again, having a partner that you can call and talk to and get a real a real answer and not just what, you, what they've always been told, Right. right? Because we suffer that same thing in my business all the time and it uh-huh. drives me crazy where we'll have an underwriter or somebody that is making a decision on a file and it comes out and says, okay, you can't do this. I'm like, but I think but we Hang can. on
1: a second. Right. I think uh-huh. we
0: can. Like, if I, if I think I can do it this way and do it this way. And you're not trying to argue. You're just trying to get clarification. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but they're like, well, this is how it is. And this is what And then you find out, you know, whether you went down that road and and really got the answer or you took their word for it and said, okay, well, you're the one, you're the authority. So I'm going to agree with what you say. Right. Right. And just go with that. And then you find out 30 days later, a month later, or two months later, oh no, actually you can, you can do that. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, it
0: just, it just makes you insane. Uh right? So, um, how often when you're talking with agents and when you're talking with clients coming in you know, do you, do you come across it a lot where situations pop up that there's like, well, we can't do that. And you're like, well, actually you kind of can. And like, how do you tread that water to make sure you're not, you you know,
1: it's funny because there's, there's different, like we have our underwriters on our side and I know you have your underwriters on your side. Um, and so normally if I'm able to talk to like the, the closer or whatever, then there's more they're able to, to, you know, push that through and we're able to get through it. But, you know, if someone gives you a hard answer and says, we're absolutely not doing this, I, I you know, I don't fight a whole, whole lot just because, well, you're
0: in a bad situation mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're in the middle mm-hmm. and if you push back, mm-hmm. you're going to have somebody upset mm-hmm. at you one mm-hmm. way or another. Uh-huh. And we're all in the business of relationships and we're all trying to make sure that everybody's happy, yeah. right? That's the, uh-huh. isn't that the goal at the end uh-huh. of the day? Like, yes. We're sitting in her closing office right now and the goal for every lender and every realtor and every title company is that when the buyers sit here and they sign everything mm-hmm. to the sellers, that they walk out with a big smile on their uh-huh. face, right? Yes. And if you're telling somebody that their lender was wrong or their agent was wrong or something like that, mm-hmm. that's not gonna go wrong.
1: No, 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 no. You can never go in the closing room and right. start bashing everybody. Right. You can't do
0: it. But that happens. It's too
1: late. It's that too happens late. We're here.
0: Right, but We're that does here. happen. Don't you think?
1: I think not so. Not here, not no. here. That's uh-huh. why
0: again why I love you. <laughs> but it happens, you know, cause people just decide they want to share their opinions on stuff a lot.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not the time or the place.
0: No, especially when you have two people or a buyer or seller or whatever, that they're super excited about their new home or they've been through this entire mm-hmm. stressful process. And now here you are at the end.
1: Well, but it's also, think about it in your perspective. So say a an agent of yours has a buyer yeah. and you talk to the buyer and the buyer decides to go to Wells Fargo right? Um, because of whatever reason. Right. We inevitably know that transaction's probably not gonna go well. Right. But when you're in the closing Thanks table- Thanks for saying that,
0: by the way. <laughs> Don't go to Wells Fargo.
1: <laughs> you can't go in the closing table and well, if you would've used Mike Mills, can't then none up. of this would've happened. Right you know,
0: doesn't serve anybody. No mm -mm, good purpose to do that. It does not. Hey buyer, by the way, you made a dumb decision. Oh, that's going to go over real well. you
1: wanted to close 12 days late. Well, I can tell you why.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. But again, unfortunately that does occur. It does. And, um, and a lot of times, I mean, you know, it happens in the closing room, you know, because it, people's emotions are high and they're upset about something uh-huh. and, you know, some uh, overzealous closer decides to share their opinion on how the transaction went and everybody walks out with bad taste in their mouth. And that's certainly not what we want, no. right? And no. again, you know, to keep tooting your horn because you don't do it yourself very often. Um, this is one of the things about your office and your team that I appreciate so much is that there's nothing but positivity that comes from this room or comes from you dealing with clients all the time. I've never had anybody, which has occurred in other places, say, oh, well, this person said this or this person did that because it always is, hey, this is awesome, this is great, this is good for you, you made a good decision, and people want to be reinforced in what they Mm -hmm. did, right?
1: Mm -hmm. They want
0: to feel better about their decisions.
1: You know, when we walk in the closing room, or when I walk in the closing room, this is the easy part. Right. It's the bit that actually is the fun part. Right. All the work's been done, and you're when you're behind your computer, and then your heckles are up because you're waiting on docs, waiting on this, waiting on clear to close. But when you walk in here, it's like everything's done. Right. And you have to reassure them that.
0: So, speaking of the work, and, uh, and getting everything completed, um, for any new agents out there that are like, okay, well, I just, Need to pick a title company, whoever it is I decide to use. What explain to people, like, what do you do? Like, what do you actually do on a day to day basis involving a contract in a transaction? From you get an agent that's, you know, you, you have somebody that you're working with, they send you a deal. At that point, what is your role from start to finish?
1: Okay. So, contract comes in and we get the, we turn it in, which is basically what we're talking about opening up title work. Um, artist money gets deposited. And then while we wait for the title work to come in, Um, we reach out to the lender and then they get communication with them. And then, um, title work comes in at that time. That's when you see what's going on with the title. Let me back
0: you up real quick. Okay. So you glossed over a part that seems to be a big problem often Uh where you talk about earnest money and Uh money coming in. Right. Uh Uh So (laughs) speak to a little bit of that, just as far as what you used to have to do, the great thing about what you can do now and how much of a let's call it a, a challenge sometimes it can be to get that money actually delivered and why it's so important.
1: Okay. So the earnest and option money gets delivered with the contract. Um, per, You have three days. Should. Should you have three days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, holidays and, and uh, weekends do not count as those three days. Okay. So you have three days from the executed date minus holidays and uh, weekends. Okay. Um, we have several different options that you can t- turn in the earnest money. You can If you want to come by and say hello to us, drop off a check. We'd love to have you, get,
0: you get, there's a little area out there that says, uh, upon request, you can get wine and beer mm-hmm. and all kinds of fun stuff. So mm-hmm. drop it off and grab yourself a little Chardonnay on the way out the door.
1: Absolutely. I actually have had people do that before.
0: Oh yeah. I'm <laughs>
1: <Sure. laughs> Um, so that gets turned in and then, oh, so you can drop it in or you, we have an app called Zoc- uh, Zocum Zocom. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to, it's, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Yes and it's basically an app that you take a picture of the check and it goes directly into our bank account and and that's how and then we send a receipt page from that Mm -hmm. we also have wiring instructions so you can wire them go to your bank i think a lot of times now that covid's happening you can do that on your computer right um so send that in or um we can provide a fedex label if your buyer is out of state and doesn't feel comfortable doing any of the um you know technology technology thing and you know what that's fine yeah and um, and they can so get the fedex label walk over to the fedex put it in and send it to us and so we'll get the next day
0: and um and again i, I think most agents probably know this but just so we're clear what happens if you don't get the money in in three days
1: it terminates it terminates the contract terminates
0: right so so that, that first three days, you there's a lot of communication between agents and title companies mm-hmm. because we gotta get the money in. Mm-hmm. When's it coming in? You said it was coming in yesterday, mm-hmm. we haven't got the FedEx yet, right? Mm-hmm. Now if you get a if someone's sending it from say Minnesota mm-hmm. and they does like the day they mail it, does that count or do you actually have to have it in hand?
1: You're technically supposed to have a receipted page okay. uh, by your third day. Gotcha. So
0: Okay, so you need the money in hand.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so get your earnest money in If you're in Minnesota, it might be a good idea to wire or do lock them?
0: Yes. I'm just saying. Yes. It's a little bit better. You <laughs> may have to hold someone's hand to show them exactly how to use the, <laughs> the technology. Okay. So earnest money comes in, you've got an executed contract now. And, um, how often would you say that you have to reach out to us lenders and be like, Hey, send us your title work. Or, uh, how often do we send it on, on our own? or I should say the request is, is really what we're looking for here. And you can be honest. It's okay. Okay.
1: You know what? This is funny that we're actually on this subject because, Uh um, I have noticed Mm -hmm. in the past, probably, I would say COVID since COVID. Um, since all of this business has been ramped up most of the time now, the day I get the contract, I get a commitment request in. Really? Uh huh. Okay. And it did not use used to be like that.
0: Wow, well, that's it, good. Then. It is.
1: It's in. Yes. Um, it's never been like that.
0: Right. So. so you're getting pretty fast now.
1: Really fast now. Okay. Well, that's uh-huh. good.
0: That's good. So order comes in, you're placing your title request. So what is, how does that, what does that mean? Like when you're ordering title, what does that mean?
1: So the title work is based on the order of the title work is based on what the contract has. So you have your buyer name, your seller name and your legal description. Legal description is very important on the contract because that's what it basically um, does the title search. Okay. And so the title work comes in, and at that point, we verify all the information that's on the title commitment. So we make sure that the vesting, which is the seller, mm-hmm. matches what's on the contract. Um, we make sure um, any buyer's names are are on there correctly. Um, if we have a survey before the contract, we were, we're able to look at the, the title work with the, with the survey and show that um, either the survey's approved okay. or it's rejected for whatever reason. Um, along with the T forty seven, if there's been any improvements.
0: So is it important? So you're you're talking about names, legal addresses, surveys, um, on T forty seven. Okay, on the names, um, if my name's you know Mike, mm-hmm. but I go my legal first name is Richard, mm-hmm. right? My mm-hmm. Richard Mike Mills, it's not, but let's say it was, right. The contract really needs to say Richard.
1: It does need to say Richard. Right. Uh-huh. And,
0: and not, so that's something as agents, you need to make sure when you're filling out these contracts to make sure that, you know, cause I asked this question as a lender, my question to them is always what is your legal first name? Mm-hmm. What is your legal name? Mm-hmm. What's on your tax returns? Right. That's what I right. need to find out.
1: And if for whatever reason it gets missed, right. you can always do an amendment to the contract. Right. And and put in their other modifications and change the name.
0: And the legal description is extremely important. Very important I'm sure you get a lot of contracts that are missing.
1: You know what? I, I <laughs> do actually better? don't. Okay, yeah, good, yeah. Good. I actually don't. <laughs> That's um, good. That's good. So so yeah, so that, that gets turned in, and then like I said, if the survey and T forty seven are in, we review all that. What's a T forty seven? D-47 is the document that goes with the survey that basically states that from the time the survey was done, Mm -hmm. there have been no major changes made to the survey. So that would mean, has there been a poll added? Has there been any kind of deck added? Has there been a fence that has been moved that would possibly affect the property line? Okay. Um, Things of that nature. Um, If there have been improvements, then we need to review those to see if if that time, if we're going to accept the survey.
0: Gotcha. So you guys decide, you get a copy of the survey, Mm -hmm. assuming that they have one. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you don't, you got to get a new one. Um, And then you're ensuring, essentially, that there's been no significant changes, which is needed for the lender because we have to have that Mm -hmm. to make sure. And that that
1: that T-47 has to get notarized. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: So, um, and then the T-47 is basically your for lack of a better word, your insurance policy to say, hey, this survey is good that mm-hmm. nothing's changed on yes. this property it's in good yes.
1: shape. Yes, and we're we're relying on the sellers to provide us with the correct information so we can move forward with insuring on the survey yeah. and issue you your survey endorsement as well.
0: Okay, so we have the survey now, we have the title work ordered. Yes. Um, now, at that point, you've got the money, you've got earnest and option title work's been ordered. You've approve or disapprove the survey, whatever the case may be. Now we're kind of in that waiting period, right? Mm -hmm. How long does it usually take to actually get title work back typically?
1: Normally it takes about three to five days.
0: Three to five business business days? Business days mm -hmm,
1: to get in. So um, anything that is like acreage or out of county, you know, like I feel like the further out you go, the slower things come back.
0: What what could you possibly mean? (laughs) I don't understand.
1: They're, (laughs) you know, we're doing it wrong
0: are we? Yeah, yeah we, 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 we
1: are. <laughs> are constantly hustling and bustling and they're they're just
0: they're just like we'll do it when we do it
1: and i i want to be frustrated, but I'm not so jealous.
0: Yeah. It's pretty impressive. They pull that off. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, whenever you deal with buyers that live in say DFW, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then they're buying say a lake property, uh-huh. um, like, like Whitney or something like that. Uh-huh. And you're having to deal with a title company there and this <laughs> there and you know, at this point, anytime I get a property that's outside of like the city limits, I'm like, "Look, guys, look,
1: we cannot have a 21-day <laughs> closing." <laughs>
0: I'm just letting you know I'm that. I'm just
1: setting all expectations Correct. up front.
0: going to take a little bit longer because, Uh you know, uh, Mary Beth in, you know, so, so title is going to take a little time.
1: I have also appraisers in Johnson County that consider that out of their spectrum also. And yeah. uh Uh-huh. I mean, not like Burleson or, you know, part of Mansfield or anything, but if you go like further, a little further out in Johnson County, it's, you know.
0: All right. So title work comes in. Title work comes in. Now you have a job to do, which is what?
1: We look over the title work. So at that time, that's where we, are able to see if there's any title issues on the, on the file. Right. So, um, like I said, we look over vesting, right. which is seller's name, survey T 47 issues. And then, um, there is your, your commitment is in four parts. Schedule A, okay. B, C and D.
0: Now, can you, I, I, this is, I probably, this is probably a dumb question, but you can order title without a request from a lender, right? Absolutely. Okay. That,
1: the contract does that. Right. That's mm-hmm. what
0: the contract does. Mm-hmm. So, so, just because the lender didn't send you a specific request, more often than not, you're probably ordering it anyway. It's already
1: been ordered as soon as the contract gets turned in. And that's
0: really important because you don't know what you're going to get until it comes back, right? Right. So mm-hmm. if you've got, you know, somebody's got a crazy uncle that's making a claim yep. or there's a tax lien or, mm-hmm. you know, vendors or what do they call it? Is it vendor's, a vendor's lien? lien. Mm-hmm. Vendors mm-hmm. lien? Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us about a couple of those different types of liens like, that you can find. Sometimes.
1: So you have your basic lien on there that is your mortgage. Right. So that is always, uh-huh, it's always going to show up. So if your, if your seller has a mortgage on the property, it's going to show up in your Schedule C as um, a vendor's lien on there and it'll have whatever the the deed of trust date is, which is the mortgage, when they purchase the property, uh, and that information will be on there. Okay. So then after that, we'll have any kind of what we like to call um, additional requirements. So um, if the property is in an LLC, it'll have a requirement that we w- we wanna see any kind of LLC documents um, that we have to approve because we have to do that to insure also. Gotcha. If there's any abstracts of judgments, um, that will show on there.
0: That's bad, judgments are bad.
1: So, But judgments are not always scary because what happens is when we open up title work, we do a name search. So say your name's Tiffany Williams. Okay. okay? There's lots of Tiffany Williams around here.
0: There's a few. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: Tiffany Williams is, there's gotta be a Tiffany Williams out there who's not paying your bills.
0: Right. You know? Well, sure. I mean,
1: yeah. So, (laughs) so that comes in and not, and just because it's on there doesn't necessarily mean it is, it is your seller. Right. So we clear that up with um, information. We we have an information sheet that we send out that has all of their pertinent information. Social, they Hold on, I'm gonna
0: stop you real quick. So has this happened that you're aware of? Because I've experienced this to some extent where title company will say, hey, we've got a lien for blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. You know, and a lot of times they'll say, but we're checking it out or whatever. Uh-huh. And then somehow that internal information gets communicated to the buyer or the seller and people start freaking out because like, that wasn't me. I didn't do that. And you're oh. like, no, 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 no. Like we're saying that probably isn't you, but we have to clear it and make sure.
1: So we like to send out the title work to the buyers and sellers and agents after we clear things up. Right. But if there is just someone that's absolutely saying I need this for this reason or that reason, we kind of say here it is, but right. Um, We're still clearing this up, so here, you know, here you right. go, and, and they and they might need it for you know deed restrictions right. or things that they're building something out there, so they 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 need it within that time frame. Yeah. So.
0: So you don't, you've never had any panicked buyers uh, all, the of, yeah. uh-huh. all the time. all
1: the time. And my favorite is. This is for information purposes only. You do not need to do anything with this. Right. <laughs> do I sign this? Right, right,
0: right, right, no, no, it's <laughs> You says... don't
1: have to sign it, it's just for your information <laughs> purpose only
0: and that's really the the crux of a lot of what you guys are doing is once you know the title works back because up until that point we're talking about tasks right we're mm-hmm. receiving earnest money we're ordering title mm-hmm. we're checking the survey but now once the title works actually in that's where your expertise comes into play to say okay this is okay this is not okay we need to get this cleared i mean it's kind of like detective work
1: yes right? uh-huh. it's it yeah absolutely
0: you're you're examining all facets of it to make sure it's good because ultimately the lender is going to make sure or needs to be sure that the property that they're issuing this money for, Mm -hmm. um, is, is insurable to some extent, right?
1: Right. Um,
0: now can you talk a little bit about, you know, from a fee side, right? Everybody wants to talk about fees, Mm -hmm. right? And I don't want to get into the minutia of specific fees, but, can you explain to people about title insurance itself and how that's determined on what the cost is?
1: Yes. So
0: buyer and seller. Buyer and, owner well, and seller.
1: Well, the buyer and seller. So every you know, everything is pertinent to what the contract says. Right. So depending on who pays for what per the contract is who gets charged on there. Um your title, your owner's title policy. So there's two different fees. You have your owner's policy and your lender's policy. Right. So the state of Texas is considered a simultaneous state. Okay. So, if you if you purchase an owner's policy, you get a lender's policy for hundred dollars. Okay. The owner's policy is based on the sales price. Okay. And so, um, it's regulated by the state of Texas.
0: So you don't determine
1: that. No, we right. are not able to determine that. Um, we every and every title company in the state of Texas has the same right. fees on their endorsements, things like that. Right. So, if they opt to not have an owner's policy. Um, one, I can't close it. Right. it, has to go to another office, Right, <laughs> but two, the buyer would end up paying for the policy based on what their loan amount is. Right. So most of the time when you have a sales price, their loan amount is, is significantly close to the sales price. Yeah.
0: It's like one, so, a little less than 1%. Or yes. Like so
1: they would be paying for outright for that, that amount in there.
0: Right now why is there a difference sometimes because there's this idea i think a lot of agents have and buyers have that well i don't have to close the title company that the seller picks right right because they don't have to they don't have to but what's the incentive that makes sure that that very rarely happens
1: so i have had enough agents that have had horror stories at other title companies that um, some of them are just really good at negotiating things and bringing it in, yeah. and um, they're like, "So this, you know, this is why I trust my title company. Right. If you'll just give them a chance, I promise they'll, you know, they'll win you over as well." And right. so, um, I think it's it's it, it starts at the beginning of the transaction right. when they're when before I am, I'm even able to step in. Right. So it's all in the negotiation part.
0: Well, but I'm kind of more referring to when you talk about cost, right? Mm-hmm. Because if I'm a buyer. Okay, mm-hmm. the owner's policy, to this, if the seller's paying it, right? Right. then they're covered. Mm-hmm. The lender's policy is the buyer I typically have Correct. to pay. Right. So why wouldn't I just go close where I want to close?
1: Well, because you're not closing with me.
0: <laughs> but but there is a discount. Yes. Right? Yeah. For, for if you close at the same place, right? If an owner's policy and the lender's policy... Is that true? Or? No.
1: So I think you're you're thinking about your discount on your policies is when you're doing a refinance. Okay. Are you talking about the R eight credit?
0: No, no, no. I'm talking about. So it was my understanding that if, and maybe I'm wrong, where if if I want to close, if you're if I'm an agent, right, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna take my buyer to Tiffany at Fair Texas, okay. right, and they're gonna sign here, and the seller is paying the title policy. Okay. Okay. Well, my buyer for whatever reason decided that they want to close at some other place. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I was in the understanding that the lenders policy gets discounted because you're closing at the same place. Because if you decide to go close at a separate title company, you're mm-hmm. closing at two different title companies. Mm-hmm. Now that lenders policy is no longer discounted and you're paying the full premium. Is that false?
1: No, that's false. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, so you can, so you could choose to go close somewhere else uh-huh. and still pay the yeah. same.
1: Your your policy fees are regulated by the state of Texas. Okay. Yep.
0: Okay. So and it's
1: based on your 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 sales price, and then if you decide to opt out to not do a title policy, it's based on your loan amount.
0: Okay. So uh-huh. I learned something new every day. Uh-huh. So I'm very
1: confused there
0: for a second. Yeah. Well, but that's so what I was trying because I was always under the impression that. You know, the buyer, ha- they always had the choice to uh-huh. close somewhere else. They didn't have to close where the seller chose, uh-huh. but the incentive was to close where the where the seller's closing because they get a cheaper lender's policy than if they were to go close somewhere else. Yeah, so their
1: simultaneous like lender print. policy is always
0: going to be $100. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's just, the, I know about the R8 credits on refinancing. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting in the weeds <laughs> a little bit. But, um, <clears throat> all right. So I'm screwed up and don't understand fees, which is why I'm It's okay. I'm we'll talk later. We'll talk right.
1: later. Right.
0: So you can explain all this to me. Um, okay. So now um, you've got the title working. You've examined everything. Mm-hmm. Everything looks good. Yes. You're all passed off to the lender. Now you're basically waiting on the lender.
1: Right. right? We're, yeah. And then stuff like you're waiting on the appraisal. You're waiting on it to go into underwriting, things like that.
0: So let me ask you when it comes to scheduling someone to close, mm-hmm. right? This is a problem that we run into with for, as lenders from time to time Okay, where we're like, Hey, we're going to close on whatever Friday. Okay. And, uh, and then the response might be, well, I'm um, really out of town." yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. Um, no, from the title company might be, well, you know, are you clear to close yet? And we're like, well, no, but we'll be clear to close by Wednesday. So we need to." Well, we don't schedule anybody until we're clear to close uh-huh. or, you know, I've, I've run into those policies before too. Uh-huh. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I am a really, a just, a go with the flow person. Yes. So if somebody is like, I have to have this particular time because of I've picking my kids up for school. Right. I have, I have a commute or whatever. Let's do it. Yes. That's absolutely put you down. But I set, uh, expectations yes. and i have boundaries yeah of course. so i'm like i can absolutely do this if you want this 8 30 morning appointment um i just know that we have to have stuff by the lender by x amount this time yep. and if not let's go to plan b
0: yeah yeah and and that's one of the things again i appreciate so much about you is and and i don't want to throw this out for everybody but you know because this isn't a regular thing but at the same time you know you guys one of my biggest frustrations sometimes with title companies is you know i'll somebody will call from my office at 4:45 and here, not getting anybody, mm-hmm. everybody's gone. Yeah. Um, and you guys are always available. You're always here, you know, you sign people, you know, after six o'clock a lot, um, you know, it's not ideal, but yeah. it, it does happen because, you know, buyers and sellers, they work and they have jobs and, you know, they have responsibilities and things. And so they can't always close at noon right. in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. right? Now on that same topic, I think there's a misconception about how long it actually takes to close. Yes. So, can you talk about that?
1: So, normally, what they they want to say is your average seller takes about thirty minutes, and your average buyer takes about an hour. Okay. So, I don't take that long. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's go.
1: Let's go. <laughs> Hurry up, sign it. Right. Uh, normally a seller takes me about 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. And buyers, you know, now these buyers are doing these slim packages now, yep. which are amazing. amazing yes. Um, and so you, they do half of the stuff online before they come in. And, you're and then there's like a 10 tiny pieces. package yep. and you're out in 25 minutes. Yes. Um, and so if somebody will call me or if an agent will let me know, hey, my people are on a um you know strict schedule or whatever i'll t- fine we'll get them in and out okay. or, or whatever i mean i still want to explain everything to them sure. but um sometimes if there is their sixth or seventh house they they know to follow their homestead exemption yeah they they know when their first payment's going to be due like yeah. so
0: well every house we've ever closed with tiffany which has been a couple um yeah i think it took us about 20 minutes yeah. 15 or 20 uh-huh. minutes to get it all through people we just like yeah whatever well and, and here's the thing too i think i don't know that everybody understands. You know, we joke about this um, privately a lot, but you know, when when someone has a question, not a question, when someone has a concern about a particular document that they're signing and closing, yes. uh-huh. I don't feel comfortable signing this for right. whatever reason, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, our business is highly regulated, uh-huh. and the answer to the question of do I have to sign this document is
1: yes, you have to. Yes, sign you the do.
0: Because if you don't,
1: or no, you don't have to sign it, but that's okay. We just can't fill them the house.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think in, I think realtors run into this problem as well. For, not all the time, but from yeah. time to time because you have people that are real detailed and want to make sure, uh-huh. you know, everything is perfect. And, and that's why we're like, you know, I can't imagine going in and signing on a $400,000 house and not going through every single piece of paper yeah. and making sure that I agree with it. Yeah. And I get that, right? right that's that's right. not necessarily unreasonable. It's just that you're there isn't much you're going to be able to change, right. if anything, at all. Um,
1: well, and I find that um, when I have people that are kind of like that and they, they walk in the closing room and they're, they're, they kind of have their heckles up a little, so I, I take the time to explain the document and then they, I hand it over and they, they read it and then they go, that's what she said. Right. And so they, you know, we move on to the next one. And yeah. when we're about a fourth of the way done,
0: they're, they're they good. trust me. Right.
1: And so right. they're like, okay, we're, we're yeah. fine. We're yeah. fine. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I, like I said, I think agents run into the same problem too, because like with the real estate contracts, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll have, you know, guys that used to be attorneys or whatever. They're trying to cross no, stuff you out. Can't, or you
1: can't cross <laughs> stuff
0: out. <laughs> it's like, it's. You can't so do that. <laughs> There's a reason it's so regulated. So, uh-huh. um, so now you know the the day of closing happens, yes. right? Um, you well, schedule... we
1: we skipped out on the disclosures and things okay. like that. Okay, so, please. So after we wait for all the appraisals and underwriting, and we get the clear to close and stuff, we you send us a CD yep. to work out, yep. and so we basically closing
0: disclosure,
1: closing disclosure, CD. Uh, CD yes, also. So we work that up, and that's how we get our final figures. Right. So we plug in our seller's figures, which is payoffs, commissions, things like that, and then we plug in your side, yep. which is all of your buyer's fees. Right. And then we match those figures, and that's what we walk into the closing room with.
0: Correct. And as a lender, um, again, you know, I keep talking about how awesome you guys are. I really appreciate y'all so much because, you know, sometimes we're not always moving at the greatest speed and sometimes we are just depending on the circumstances Mm -hmm. but you know we have a lot of occasions where we'll send a closing disclosure or CD in the morning to balance Mm -hmm. you know we're trying to get fees lined up and make sure everybody's on the same page Mm -hmm. and then we don't hear from anybody you know until the end of the day or you guys are trying to get a hold of us Uh like hey we're closing in two days we need to get the cd lined out right And it becomes a bit of a, um, a back and forth, you know, especially at the end because we're trying to get numbers to the buyer to make sure that they can get their check and get their money lined up for what they need. And you guys need to make sure that you have it all lined out and ready to right. go so you know what you should be getting.
1: But, you know, I think that also goes back to working with who— that, that's why you keep your sphere in because I know if I have a file with you— Yeah. —and I text you or call you or email you and I say, Hey, are we looking good for closing date? And you say, Yes. I don't need to worry about it anymore. Right. Because if you say yes, if it's going to be no, you're going to let me know. Right. And and so that's, I mean, and so that's, you can just take that off your task list. Done. You don't have, because other lenders that you, you don't normally work with, um, you, you check in and they're like, oh, we'll have it to you tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and they're like, hey, just checking in on this again. And sometimes you might have an answer.
0: So what would you say? I'm glad you said that. What would you say to a new agent that was like, you know, My buyer, uh, decided they're going to use whatever bank okay, right? or, okay. or whatever insurance company or whatever, right, right? right? And I don't really want to pressure them mm-hmm. into doing anything. I want them to make their own decision, which is fine. Right. 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 But what are some of the downsides to that sometimes,
1: you know, I would say if, if you're, if you, if it's your buyer's preferred lender, sure. and you reach out to them and you can't get a hold of them right. and then you get a contract accepted because that's a big deal nowadays for a buyer's agent to get a contract yes. accepted. And you know, a lot of these listing agents want to vet these lenders. And if they can't get a hold of them, chances are you're gonna have trouble in paradise almost the whole entire transaction.
0: Right. Well and and I think, you know, kind of what I was getting to a little bit is, you know, you were talking about keeping everything in your sphere. And, you know, the importance of that is that the whole purpose of every transaction whether you realize it or not is to get more transactions right right so you know everybody gets thrilled we got under contract whatever and, and we we're ready to go and now it's time to take a vacation and that that's really not the case because when you get under contract that is one step closer to you getting to closing and having a happy buyer so you can get another contract right. and get another deal
1: and not necessarily like like i said earlier i don't want to close every agent in the whole entire metroplex right but i want them to think that we did a good job
0: correct mm-hmm. well and, and that's where when you start deciding on the partners to use and whether or not you're choosing to maybe make a soft recommendation to your buyer or seller yeah. or whoever what title mm-hmm. company or whatever to use The importance of that is is that if you've worked with those people, if you've worked with them and everything's gone well and you've never had problems and everything's gone smooth, then you have an expectation that it's gonna finish and, and be the same result, right? Yeah. And when you start throwing wild cards into, you know, the mix, mm-hmm. a different lender that you've not used to work with, a different title company that you're not usually working with, you know, some some inspector that you've never worked with, mm-hmm. and those people start getting involved in your transaction, that starts, you may close it, right? Mm-hmm. You may get the deal done, everything may be fine. Mm-hmm. But there also may be a lot of bumps and bruises along the way because nobody's worked with anybody else before mm-hmm. and your buyers feel that, your mm-hmm. sellers feel that. Uh-huh. And then when the buyer or seller then goes and sits down with mom and has breakfast or lunch or whatever after they've closed uh-huh. and they're stressed because this person said this and this person said that, uh-huh. the, when they go, well, how did it go? You know, The answer isn't, well, it was amazing. Tiffany was awesome uh-huh. and Mike did great. The answer is, well, you know, they took a couple hours to get the uh-huh. docs over. We sat at the title company for uh-huh. 45 minutes, you know what I mean? Yes.
1: Uh-huh. I will never have anybody sit here waiting for doc though. Right. I do have a boundary with that. Yeah. So
0: it's like I'm September. pretty I'm
1: pretty laid back, yeah. but I don't want anybody sitting in my lobby.
0: Well, and the smoother the transaction goes and the, the, the better it is, again, the more likely those referrals are gonna come back to you. Right. The more likely you're gonna be able to get more business because everybody had a good experience. Right. And that's why it's so important. It's not because you want to send business to your best friend or or you know, whatever, it's because you've got, it's imperative that you make the contract and the entire process be as seamless and painless as possible Right. because then they recommend you to other people. Right. Right.
1: I have, throughout the years closing, I have been able to acquire um, several agents that were on the other side of the transaction, mm-hmm. just from the from the way that my team and I handled it. Mm-hmm. And, and they were like, you know, I really liked working with you. I'm working on the air, in the area, and they ended up sending us contracts again.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Just do a good job. Mm-hmm. Do your best mm-hmm. every single time, mm-hmm. and business happens. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? Yeah. Um, okay, so they're signing. You've then done your... Um, uh, what were you just talking about? The, closing disclosure. The closing disclosure. Uh-huh. We balanced all the fees. Everything's, Everything's
1: loaded. Clear, closed.
0: Buyers got their stuff. People come in to sign. Uh-huh. It doesn't take two hours. No. You, know? you can be Mm-mm. done in 15 minutes. If, if you, you do want.
1: a slum package with Mike, 25 minutes. That's right.
0: <laughs> quick and easy. Um, and, then, uh, and then once you're finished signing, I mean, what are we waiting on at that point?
1: So once everybody, all parties have to get done signing, and then we send those documents that... The, that the lender has, we send them over to, back to y'all. Yep. And then at that time you review everything, make sure they sign everything correctly. Right. And then they issue us what's called a funding number. Right. So we have to have two things. We have to have the funding number yep. and we have to have funds. right? So they order us the wire for Kay. whatever the loan amount is. Kay. I get that in, I have the funding number. We then disperse everything. Right. And what I mean by disperse is buyer obtains ownership of the home, seller receives their proceeds, we pay off their, their mortgage, we pay the commissions. Um everything gets
0: right. cut. All the money gets sent out to everybody. Correct. So you're the inter- intermediary that's holding the money and distributing it out. Correct. Now, if someone were to say to you, well, Tiffany, how do I know that you guys are gonna pay everybody the way they should be? Like if I'm paying off a credit card at closing, and I'm paying mm-hmm. off my car, mm-hmm. like how, how how do I know that they're gonna send that money? How, how does the buyer know that?
1: I've actually never had any anybody Well, let me ask before. you this
0: and put it a different way. Uh huh. At the end of every day, uh-huh. don't you have to kind of balance everything out oh, yeah. and make mm-hmm. sure that you don't have any extra cash just nope. laying around? <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> no. So, part of your job and your responsibility is that you handle all the money,
1: uh-huh. right?
0: So, that way, if I were to give earnest money to a seller uh-huh. directly, mm-hmm. right, and they were to have that cash, and then mm-hmm. I changed my mind, it's gonna be really hard to get that money back right. in some cases, right? right?
1: When I'm in closing though, um, when I'm going over the statements and there are fees on there like, you know, for the lender you have to collect one year of homeowner's insurance. And so I always say, you know, we're gonna pay that directly. That check's gonna go directly to them. And if there is a credit card bill in there, we'll pay that directly. So.
0: Your account won't let you have extra funds the people. No. You yeah. can't do that. So no. title company's not keeping any no. money. They're they getting, buy the same they want to get rid of it. They're exactly. like, I don't want this, ticket, it, take yeah. it. You know, yeah. especially when you get calls later on that says, well, our insurance wasn't paid or this didn't happen. I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure it was. Uh-huh. It's just a matter of maybe you went to the wrong place. Maybe the lender gave the I wrong." and I also permission.
1: find that a lot of times now um, because of COVID, not everyone's going in the office. Yeah. And so they're sometimes the, the check could sit on somebody's desk For a certain amount of time. Yes. Um, And so it's like, hey, can you go look for the check? Oh, found it. So I've had that happen several times.
0: So, all right. So now we've got everything's closed and funded. Buyers are happy. Everybody's Mm -hmm. got their keys. Mm -hmm. We're all thrilled Mm -hmm. and ready to celebrate because we own a new home. Yes. So that's a typical real estate transaction for most people. Yes. Right.
1: So then it continues on with us. Okay. So at that point we issue what's called the mortgage policy and the owner's policy.
0: Oh yes. I actually just got something in the mail from you the other day. Thank you very much. I was like, what? Oh yeah. Okay.
1: So, um, that is what your insurance policy is. So that comes about 30 to 60 days after closing. Yes. And when you get that in, that's basically your insurance policy. So if you ever go to sell your home as a buyer and there is a issue on your, on your commitment that, you know like say there's a lien that pops up Mm -hmm. and you're like well this this wasn't you know on there whenever i closed." you basically consider the over the policy and that is able to get rid of any clouds that are on title because when we came in we insured clear title and we're saying that from the time you purchased the home to everything back you're clear gotcha Mm -hmm. so but if you have a mechanic's lien because you didn't pay your roofer, um, then we can't help you with that.
0: Right. <laughs> Got to pay the roofer. You have and to pay the roofer. Not pay the roofer. Yeah. Um, all right. So what are some things that if, if the general person were to say, well, what, you know, what do you, what else do you guys do when, when you're not dealing purchase and, and um, uh, refinance transactions,
1: uh-huh.
0: what other services do you guys offer? Uh, that people don't use very much or know very much about?
1: We teach classes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we have, um, CE, CE credit classes, uh, different kinds of topics that we have. We do legal one and two, okay. the extra boring one. Yeah.
0: Really um, fun.
1: we have one, actually it's, uh, it's a fun one. It's called jeopardy. Okay. And so it's basically like your Q and of title and real estate okay. in jeopardy version. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so then, uh, We'll, or we'll have like our underwriters come in and teach classes and things like that.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. What about to like a general consumer, somebody that's like, I'm assuming y'all do like D switches and like you have a lot of real estate investors that buy properties and you know we we had talked one time about moving stuff in and out of uh-huh. LLCs mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff what's what's that We can point?
1: definitely service that. So say you are you bought a property and you got it in your individual name and you is and then you then it's going to be a rental property but your for whatever reason your lender um wanted it to be in your name and then you put it in your LLC we can uh, prepare the warranty deed and transfer everything over from the buyer's name into the llc
0: and is there Legally are there any problems with that? Like if i'm if i'm an investor and I own a home okay. And I want to turn it into an investment property mm-hmm. and sh- in order to shelter my liability mm-hmm. I want to put it in an llc right because you know strangers are going to be there causing right. havoc What what's the
1: so I this is kind of an attorney
0: gray area yeah
1: it's a gray area and so I don't really necessarily want to completely go out there and say anything yes, but right. yeah, yeah but um, most of the time if you've spoke with your lender about it and the lender and the underwriter and everything are good and then the lender most of the time says just deed it over after closing yeah. and you've got the blessing on that right Um. so you're then in that case um, trust people put in trust sure. all the time right. and so that's perfectly fine right to do something like that right so
0: more often than not you run into problems when you don't pay bill. that's really
1: <laughs> okay you, you don't stay right
0: that's really what it boils down to Well, there's a lot of things you can do a lot of investors do a lot of different stuff um you know with properties individually and um, and I know, you know, you guys specifically, Conrad did this with me one time um, and we talked a lot about investing, but y'all have a lot of investors that do things with you.
1: I have a lot of investor business. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I do a lot of investor. And you know, it was funny when when COVID first started happening and the prices started shooting up, we were concerned about investors because, you know, investors never paid full price right. or anything. So- and so it was like wow is this going to weed out the investors and I, I feel like it 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 hit them hard for sure. a little bit but then if they were pretty much the fact of if you can't beat them join them and I, my investor business has just gone through the roof. Yeah. So whether it's wholesaling or assignments or anything like that.
0: Well, and I think it speaks a little bit to where the market is in general, because I'm sure you probably get questions like this from time to time, just being in the business. But, you know, I get questions all the time. Well, is, is, are the prices going to cool off? or the rates going to go up? You know, uh-huh. all these things going to happen that's going to make it cheaper at some point to buy a house? Uh-huh. And, you know, I can't speak for the rest of the country, uh-huh. um, but I can certainly feel pretty confident speaking for this area and say, uh-huh. no yeah like
1: i i from what i understand i heard that it's supposed to go about 12.4
0: Ish. yeah yeah well last year was somewhere between 18 to 20 percent mm-hmm. depending on where you're looking appreciation the year before was like 22 mm-hmm. and then the expectation for 2022 is somewhere between 12 to 15 percent mm-hmm. um as a, and that's just that's nationwide yep so and when you take averages you always have you know the little bell curve where you've got the high the, you know, the low-end markets and then you've got the high-end markets right and because so many people are trying to move to Texas and we have such a large influx of mm-hmm. humans coming here um I don't think that that's changing anytime soon and if you're an investor i think that's probably why you saw your investors they cooled off for a moment Mm -hmm. just being like wait what's going on
1: well yeah and then
0: came in like gangbusters Uh because like it's only going to get more Uh expensive it is
1: it absolutely is and they found ways around the the system you know like we're doing assignments and and things like that right so
0: so there's always ways to get it done it's just a matter of um how and where in the again going back to resources as agents and, and keeping people in your in your in your contacts that are going to help you, you know this is again one of the things about Tiffany that I love is because you know she is a closer. You sit in here and you're nuts and bolts with people all day long. You're not uh, bringing donuts to the brokerage and you know uh, warm fuzzies. All solid. that's not really that's not really your bag. <laughs> I bad.
1: am warm and fuzzy. You are
0: warm and fuzzy. <laughs> I am. But you're just not doing the warm and fuzzy work. Right. You know,
1: but it's like I, like you and I always talk about when we're rarely do we ever go and have lunch or do anything, yeah. and when we do, we're we're constantly on our phone, yeah. and because because it's like, well, if you if you're not doing the work, right. when it comes back, it's right. going to be double and triple. Right. And so,
0: well, she called me one time. She's like, you know, we haven't taken y'all to lunch in a long time. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why do you need to take me to lunch? Oh, she's like, like, well, you guys. I said. You do an awesome job. I wouldn't use you if you weren't, right? You're okay. amazing at what you do. So, you know, for at least me. It was my launch. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, we're do that. Um, well, so the 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 last thing I want to do is because, you know, and I didn't prepare you for this, so it may take you a minute, but um, I'll vamp for a second while you think. I okay. really want a story, okay? My, my favorite thing about talking to people um, in the real estate business is we all have little quirky little stories of things that occur okay Okay. um that uh and you can even talk about it a builder friend, maybe I don't know, <laughs> but um, but I, I always want to know, you know, because it, you know Conrad was telling me about a guy, one investment property that you know like camped out on his front porch. And I closed
1: that. pile. like a yes. That's right. That's right. That's a close that. Uh,
0: so so what is a uh, a little story that you know? Anytime somebody says, "What's what's craziest thing that's ever happened to you?" You know, in this business. Um, what do you What do you think? What, you got one?
1: You know, I think. Um, well, I, one of my favorite stories is, and it's not really crazy. Okay. But you know, when you have when you close and you have the signature affidavit.
0: Okay. Yes, yeah, about the names. It's and basically
1: stuff. they do they, when they run your credit, right. they have all of your names on there. Right. So I, I closed this um, this couple, and she had all these names on her signature uh, affidavit, okay? And and her, you know, whatever, it, it came, it signed or whatever. We'll which, did. by the
0: way, is not unusual with women because no, maiden no. names, married okay. names.
1: Also, people like, my name is C-I-F-F-A-N-I-E. Right. People want to spell right. it wrong. Um, so she signed the, signed the signature affidavit and then we get to the loan out. And apparently she had a credit card issue. Okay. Like she liked to open credit cards <laughs> and put friends. them in aliases. Oh,
0: okay, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> and so the loan app basically pulls out all of your information right. that has every single credit card that you've opened up, any any kind of account that's. Yes, it in
0: does. It. Your 1003 has a list of all. all of your accounts that you have opened in your name. It yes.
1: was 12 pages of credit cards. I don't even know how this lady was able to get any credit anymore wow and her husband goes what is all of this he you know and almost he he acted like he didn't know and she she told him shut up and sign it shut up and sign it and he was like fine okay (laughs) he had to have known he had to have known
0: yeah i don't know that you could have 45 credit card accounts i mean unless you guys just live in different states and never you know, talk he was a truck driver okay
1: so maybe she had a way to finagle when the mail was coming in or whatever
0: well and as most i i will speak for most guys most more often than not it's just best to just be like whatever you want Derek, he
1: did he just went want, ahead Derek. and signed it
0: yes whatever you want because otherwise you're going to have uh-huh. a battle and a struggle that you're not ready to fight. <laughs> I,
1: I mean i just started going through it and i was what is all
0: this? Well, it's so funny because we have so many. Um, I, I always make a joke that um, you know, anytime I have friends and family that want to do loans with us, they're like, "Well, I don't know, you know, you're seeing all of our tax returns, and you know, it's kind of like going for a uh-huh. doctor or whatever." And, uh-huh. and I'm like, "Look." Well, like, I would love to say that, you know, I remember all of that stuff, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's kind of like the the proctologist, right? It's like, once you've seen what you've seen them all and Uh it's just like, it's all the same stuff. And, Uh you know, I don't, I just, I don't remember those details, you know, like as far as how much money they made or what their credit was, or I remember the people and I remember the circumstances, Uh but I don't ever really remember the details.
1: I only remember the street name. And and I find that now that I've been in the business for a while, I'll drive around the Metroplex and I'll go, I'm closed on that street. close on that street. And I tell people in the car like they care.
0: Right, <laughs> you know? right. They're just sitting there with you like, okay, and they're right. like, can here we go we get, go get go Subway again. or what are we doing? Go.
1: <laughs> with all the houses you closed.
0: Well, um, I really, really appreciate you taking some time to sit with me today. Um, Absolutely. I know uh, you're a busy lady um, and I was able to catch her uh, in, you know, the, sl- right after Thanksgiving, if it's a little slower, <laughs> so it wasn't insane. Usually I couldn't even fit in here cause you have closings from 8am till 9pm every night. <laughs> but, um, so I really do appreciate you talking to me. Um, it's been a little me. bit, this was fun. Yes, mm-hmm. it was. And you know, any agents out there that made it all the way through to the end, which if you did, God bless you. <laughs> but um this office and this lady right here are the best i've ever worked with and i can't speak highly enough about them every agent that i talk to every every person that i deal with i always try to get them to close with you because i appreciate honestly that. it's selfish because yeah. you just make my life so easy <laughs> that um, i couldn't imagine doing anywhere anywhere else because anytime i have a question anytime i have a need She's always answering her phone. She always, and if she can't, she'll text me. I'll call you back a minute in closing or whatever the case may be. And I just think that's a rare thing to find with people. And I just want to say, I thank you very much. Aww. And I appreciate you so well, much. Well, I
1: appreciate that. you also. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, we got a good thing.
0: We do, yeah. we do, I yeah. like <laughs> it. So if you want to get a hold of Tiffany, how do we do it, Tiffany?
1: You can either call my office, 817 458 Okay. Um, You can go to the website, www.fairtexastitle.com, or you can email me personally, twilliams at fairtexastitle.com.
0: And to be fair, we have your marketing person that you'll see out and about. Her name is? Cody Riley. Yeah, and how would you get in touch with her?
1: You can also call the office, same number, and she is cody, K-O-T-Y, at fairtexastitle.com. And it's fair, F-A-I-R.
0: Right. Not mm-hmm. fair like a bus fare. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Is, that, mm-hmm. is, my, is my, mm-hmm. my English right on that? Um, so right. yes, please reach out to them. They're conveniently located in Mansfield. We are literally right here off of uh, Debbie Lane. 700
1: and Hunters Row. Our Walnut Creek. closest cross street. We're off of Debbie Lane. Our closest cross street is Walnut Creek.
0: Yep. So it's right here on your way to drop off the kids at school. You can pop in, sign your deed, and be done.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you. Uh-huh.
0: Alrighty. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.